Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master, Evan Rabin, and I am here on the 78th edition of the Premier Chess podcast, and I am here today with a special guest, Devon White, who is the founder of Chess Made Fun, uh, which is an organization uh, down in Haram, Georgia, and uh, she, you know, first found the love of the game relatively late, actually, in, in 2009. Uh, but she went, you know, very quick into it. You know, in spring of 2010, she attended a FIDE international training seminar and obtained the title of development instructor. Uh, and she began teaching chess and after-school programs and summer camps in Atlanta. And uh, she found the company Chess Made Fun, uh, which she hopes to, you know, grow this uh, chess as a, a sport. Um, and she's responsible for you know, communications and making sure that uh, you know their services are, are the best that they could be. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on today, Yvonne. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Evan. Thank you for having us. We're very excited to talk more with you. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, and I wanna say, yeah, there, there's so much great stuff happening now and Georgia and Atlanta in particular. We actually had Fun Fong on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, a former uh, Georgia Chess Association president uh, who's actually now running for U.S. Chess uh, Executive Committee. Um, you know, I'm also actually good friends with Carlos Berdermo, who runs, uh, you know, Chess Atlanta down there. Um, you know, Fun knows him pretty well. So um, just for one, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started with this company, Chess Made Fun. So I learned how to play chess back in 2009 when my husband, <clears throat> then boyfriend at the time, introduced me to the game. Um, he was playing at the Atlanta Chess Center and wanted to become a better chess player himself, so he recruited me. I knew nothing about chess. I'd seen my grandfather teach some of our um, my cousins and siblings how to play chess, but really didn't have an interest in learning as a kid. It's more interested in being outside playing in the sun. So um, my husband sat me down and was like, you got to learn this game. I'm going to teach you. And I was like, okay, let's go. So it took about three months before he taught me all the rules of chess. And every time we played, I'd learn a little bit more. And we both fell in love with playing chess together um, and learning more about the game. So from there, we got our hands on just about any materials that we could comprehend to learn and improve our own games and um, took our chess on the road. We love hiking and being outdoors, so we always had a chess board with us. We'd stop and play on our walks and our hikes and um, even played in the middle of a NASCAR race, and that was pretty fun. But um, we really didn't understand the full value of chess until we started learning how to teach chess in the community. Um, when I attended that FIDE and a developmental instructor course, um, I met so many amazing women chess instructors that were all over the United States and um, kind of fell in love with the chess community uh, that we didn't even know existed. From there- What we, was your favorite thing about the chess community? Um, how opening and welcoming people are and, you know, just um, how passionate and devoted people have devoted their lives to chess and playing chess and their ratings and 
um, getting the children involved in the scholastic capacity, um, just sharing their love for the game with anybody that would take time to listen is probably our favorite thing about it. Hmm. And one thing that, you know, is definitely interesting about you, you know, most people, especially who have become, you know, chess professionals, uh, definitely learn chess, you know, much more, you know, early on. Um, what were you doing beforehand? And, and, and how did you make, uh, you know, chess something that you really wanted to do, um, you know, full time? Well, in my 20s, I was working most of my 20s. I was a retail manager and I owned my own um, lawn care business. So I was cutting yards on the side. Uh, my favorite game to play was poker. So I was doing a weekly meetup where we played poker once a week at a local establishment. And um, I really got into playing cards. It, it just loved it. The, the gamble, the chance, uh, the excitement of it. Um, chess brought a whole new level of thinking you know the strategy that you have to put together to accomplish a game was pretty brilliant you know and i love that even though me and my husband mainly played each other and in, in the beginning you know over and over again weeks on end every game we played was new and exciting you know the moves just you captured i don't know the moves just really um even though it seems like you're playing the same moves over and over again, just bring on a different game every time. And I love that challenge, the challenge of getting beat for years on end until I could finally turn around and beat my husband. It was, I've never met, I never played a game that offered so much in so little pieces, you know? Got it. Yeah, no, and, and it's very exciting. You know, every every game obviously is 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 different, right? It's uh, you know very easy to uh, you know, and, and you can't get comfortable, right? A lot of it is getting outside of your comfort zone, and um, you know that's why we teach attorneys. By the way, you know we teach uh, sixteen associates once a month at the law firm Kramer Levin in New York, and you know part of the reason that we're actually there is it's all about judgment training. You know, attorneys know their particular uh, practice of law very well. They've been doing it for, you know, many, many years. Uh, but at the end of the day, every single case is different, right? And when you're on deadline, you need to actually, you know, um, you know, make very, very quick decisions, right? You need to take your 25 plus years of experience of law and bring that into five minutes, you know, just like a chess player does. So what do you see as the biggest applications uh, in life and business that, uh, you know, students could learn uh, through chess? Problem solving and creativity, for sure. You know, you have to come up with solutions to overcome tactics and challenges. And in teaching children, you know, you want to encapsulate that creativity they have to be able to think outside of the box and planning ahead um concentration even good sportsmanship you know you, you win and lose so much in chess that you just you learn to respect the game almost and the loss when you have it absolutely so we actually had elliot neff of chess for life on the podcast a couple of weeks ago i had a chance to visit one of his offices in redmond when i was in 
uh, Seattle last year, but, uh, you know, he said on the podcast and he actually has a sign right in front of his uh, centers, right? You either win, you draw, or you learn, right? So absolutely, a lot of it is, uh, you know, being good sportsmanship and realizing that, uh, you know, we're constantly growing. Uh, you know, another, uh, you know, one of my favorite phrases from the podcast is when Allie Bradley, a yoga teacher, said, uh, you know, if you're a teacher and you're not learning, you shouldn't be a teacher, right? So we're all, um, you know, of all levels, uh, you know, constantly growing and, you know, building, uh, you know, our community, uh, you know, which is uh, extremely important. So um, the next thing I, I wanted to, you know, get into a little bit was, um, how did your company actually get started? You know, I know actually a lot of chess companies all around the country that, uh, you know, have tried to kick off, but, uh, you know, maybe they thought it was easy and that they could kind of just, you know, get going, but they kind of couldn't. Um, you know, and frankly, a lot of organizations have asked me, oh, how did you grow so quickly? Uh, you know, we, look, we started three and a half years ago and we're in 80 schools. We're in a law firm. We're in a marketing technology firm. We're in a, uh, um, a, a, in a management consulting firm, right? We're in all these companies and we're, we have over 100 sign up so far for a virtual camp. Uh, you know, and how do we expand so much? And, and, and truly, it's just, you know, it's having the enterprise sales skills. You know, I worked at Oracle for three years, and I worked at Rapid7 for a year. So so tell me, like, how, how was it for you getting started? Uh, you know, what were some of the challenges that you faced? And, uh, you know, how have you met those? And uh, just how, how has the company been for you so far? So, you know, we started talking about Chess Made Fun back in 2010, and we knew we wanted to do something with chess and have our own business. And at that time, we were working, uh, both my husband and I, coaching in the Scholastic programs. Okay. And, you know, we, the, we have a large appreciation for what the Scholastic chess programs has to offer students but we didn't want to just start another scholastic chess company you know getting into the schools and businesses um our passion really was working with seniors in the beginning um especially seniors that have never played chess and have a lot of time to learn a new activity that is um something that offers so many benefits like chess does to seniors so in 2018, we finally decided we were going to start Chess Made Fun. We weren't really sure what direction we were going to go in, but we knew that we wanted to do something and we wanted to just kick it off. Um, you know, we've been selling equipment and products um, through our website and we realized what sets us different and makes us unique is we really want to make the game fun and easy to learn for everyone. Um, a lot of times in the scholastic programs, you'll talk to the kids and you ask them, did you play chess at home this week? Oh, I played with my dad. You know, we've been teaching women and families how to play chess together so that they can do it at home as a, a home activity, um, get them to unplug from their devices and plug into the chessboard. Um, we have a couple of things that we are working on for 2021 that we're pretty excited about. We'll be launching a new website 
um, that will kind of help build chess in communities where it does not exist. Um, for coaches that live in royal areas that maybe don't know how to start their own chess program. Um, I, you know, we just, we've been on this journey. We love chess. We love our company and we're ready to, to take it to the next level and do something that maybe is not being done in the chess industry currently. Could you, uh maybe elaborate on that a little bit or is that uh, a little premature or well you know you talk to a chess player and what's one of the first questions they ask you what's your rating <laughs> what is your rating <laughs> when you're talking to a non-chess player or a beginning chess player that doesn't really know much about chess they're not interested in ratings. They're interested in learning the game. And that's what we're about, is teaching them the love of the game of chess. Um, now, we do encourage our students that learn how to play chess and enjoy playing chess to continue their education and further it if they want to get involved in uh, tournament chess and increase their ratings. Um, but that's not what we're about. We're about just bringing the love of chess to families by making it fun and exciting for everyone. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's exciting. And, and I remember, you know, we actually had a, another guy on the podcast, uh, Jason Bowie out of uh, Philadelphia. Um, and, and he said, you know, the most important thing actually is just having fun. You know, if kids are not having fun, they're not going to learn. Uh, and it's something that we forget sometimes. I mean, I, I do myself, you know, if, uh, especially kids that are, uh, you know, stronger in chess that you know, are very talented and sometimes they're like acting out and I'm like, no, you're like a serious kid. You should be, you know, learning. You should be, you know, taking this seriously. And then at the end of the day, I look and I'm like, oh, wow, he's actually a second grader or a third grader or a fourth right. grader. You know, it kind of makes sense that he's, you know, acting out uh, a little bit. So, uh, of course, we need to, you know, control them and create guidelines. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, we... we they're kids, you know, that they, they are meant to have fun. And uh, by the way, it's interesting. A lot of people will, you know, ask me like, oh, how, how do you teach preschool? How do you teach kindergarten? Uh, right. Because we do run actually programs in about maybe 10 preschools right now. Uh, and I tell them, quite frankly, the attorneys that we teach at Kramer Levin are a lot difficult, a lot more difficult. You know why? Because they, um, you know, they're, they're lawyers, they argue, you know, that's what they're known to do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, and, 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 and one thing that, you know, you could probably realize, you know, I, by the way, hey, it's, it's interesting. I've never actually met a bond in person, but we've, you know, connected on LinkedIn at, at some point, uh, maybe a year or two ago. And, um, you know, we've been staying in touch on there, but, um, you know, we're, we're all about partnerships, you know, with organizations around the country and beyond. Uh, you know, we have you down in Georgia. Uh, we already mentioned Elliot Neff over in uh, Seattle. Uh, you know, we also had, uh, you know, who else? Felix Lopez on the podcast uh, recently, uh, you know, uh, of Exclam Chess. Um, by the way, you know, he's also one of my new streamer friends as well. Uh, you can check out our Twitch stream, uh, uh, Premier Chess on there. Uh, Felix is Chess with Felix, um, and a lot of other chess partners, um, you know, that might quote unquote be, you know, competitors. 
um, but most of them are not. You know, I, I don't I don't see it that way. Um, you know, we also built a relationship recently with Dig USA. Dan Pelletier was also on the podcast, and we've actually organized now three matches against them, um, and we are looking to do more of those. So, uh, you know, with other chess companies, maybe your own, you know, at some point. Um, so, yeah, I, I really do see that there's, uh, you know, a big need to work together. You know, there's a lot of room to, you know, grow, uh, you know, together. Um, so tell me, you know, just a little bit more, you know, and, and actually partially what inspired this question is seeing the uh, wood expressions equipment in the background uh, that you have. Uh, so Shelby Lorman is a, a very good friend of mine of American Chess Equipment Wood Expressions. Um, when I was actually with them in L.A. for the L.A. Open, I actually had a chance for the first time to go to Wood Expressions. And oh, wow. Everything. Uh, it was super, super cool. So um, talk to me about your equipment and your your partners and, and some of the people that you, you don't have to mention any names if you don't want or whatever, but, you know, how have you been doing this, you know, with, with American Chess Equipment and other companies out there? You know, we just... Um started working with Wood Expressions and I'm reviewing their products now to add to our website to have more for chess players. You know, uh, initially what we've started with is more for non-chess players, just equipment to get people started playing chess and learning chess, um, books, instructions that are maybe a little easier to comprehend than some that have been written. Um, we are working with a few different suppliers. Um, one thing that makes us unique is we do offer non-chess games um, that actually encourage an independent play and require kids to think on their own um, solving puzzles starting from beginning to intermediate all the way up to like expert levels like chess you know it kind of goes in stages of learning um, that uses a lot of the same brain functionality that it takes to play chess. Um, so our Think Fun games and our Smart games we're really um, proud of. Our uh, equipment suppliers um, that we've been working with, one thing that's unique about selling chess equipment is the chess suppliers, wholesalers, uh, sell to the public direct. So it, it brings on a, a challenging aspect to competing with the people you're purchasing from. But um, I think, like you said, we all kind of work together and there's a market for everyone out there. Yeah, And, and look, I, I first learned that when I was in corporate America, you know, I worked at Oracle and, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, if you took IBM, well, guess what? They were literally my client, my partner and my competitor, you know, and wow. in some deals I was working literally completely against them. You know, they were Oracle's biggest competitor in almost every single line of business. Uh, you know, so in many cases, yeah, I was fully against them. In other cases, they were a partner. You know, I was actually selling, you know, together with IBM. You know, for whatever reason, their client requested an Oracle server, and, you know, I would work with them. Uh, and then in the third way, uh, you know, they were actually my client. You know, I sold for their labs uh, and other, you know, needs, you know, for, for IBM. Um, I remember my teammates used to make fun of me all the time. You know, I remember like Christine Lassard, you know, who's still a good friend of mine today. Like, you know, all the time, like, wait, what? You sold IBM? You know, because they didn't understand. For them, like, IBM was 
strictly a competitor. Um, you know, for me, IBM was actually a, a, a client as, as well. Um, I was like, well, Christine, you do want it for our team quota, right? Yeah, of course. Why not? Um, you know, so, and, and everyone else, um, I just say Christine because I've been talking to her the most recently, but, um, anyway, um, so yeah, no, that, that's really, really cool. Um, well, look, I, I really want to, you know, thank you. This has been a, a really insightful conversation. Just, you know, talking a little bit more about, uh, what's going on in terms of chess in Atlanta. Um, uh, and really there's so much great there. I mean, we didn't mention him before, but Ben Feingold is doing a great job with his club there. Absolutely. Uh, that he, that he, you know, started recently. Um, um, and then getting into some of the benefits of chess, um, for all ages, by the way, we teach three to 100 plus, you know, when it comes to problem solving and creativity. Um, and then also getting into entrepreneurship and sportsmanship um, and partners, uh, you know, in the chess world. Um, so, yeah, I really, you know, want to thank you so much for, you know, coming on today. Um, Yvonne, if anyone has any questions or would like to, you know, learn a little bit more with, uh, you know, regarding, uh, you know, chess made fun, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? You can call me directly at 678-952-9897 or email me at Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, at chessmadefun.com. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so right. much. You too, Evan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Pleasure.